Assalamu alaikum. My name is Fatima Saber and I'm the host of the Muslim Girl podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and choosing to be here with me today. Um, I really, really appreciate that. So thank you so much for tuning in. Let's move right into our weekly segments. Firstly, I want to share something that I've learned over the past week. And I think that this is something that all of us need to hear at some point, maybe throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month. You know, it's it's okay not to have everything figured out. And it's totally normal for you to figure things out as you go. And this podcast is actually an example of that. Um, I uploaded my trailer one day and here I am recording the next, actually the first real podcast episode. And Subhanallah, that's just how it ended up working out. And I want to move next into the quote of the week. This is actually a quote by Albert Einstein, and I think that it's very, very insightful, and it ties into what we're going to be talking about today, inshallah. So there are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle, and the other is as though everything is a miracle. And so let's just take a little bit of time to reflect on that. You can either look at life as though you have no meaning, you have no purpose, which obviously isn't true, but that is how some people look at life. And the other way to look at life is enormously positive. You're shifting your paradigm and you're being grateful for absolutely everything from you know the fact that you were placed here on this earth for a reason, which is a huge reason, obviously, to be grateful because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew that the world needed one of you. And that is something that obviously cannot be compared to. That is something that's unparalleled. But also the smaller things in life that, you know, the things that we take for granted, the ability to see, the ability to feel, the ability to taste and eat and, you know, be able to walk and all of these amazing things, everything around us is a miracle. And while we're going to be going through sometimes things that are difficult and instances where we're going to be uncomfortable, that is where the growth is. And the fact that we can grow in and of itself is also a miracle. So we have this opportunity to change our mindset. And I invite you to change your mindset as well. And this is also an accountability reminder for me to look at things in a positive way. Don't look at something in a negative way merely because the instance itself appears to be negative. Change your mindset, change the way you think about things, change your attitude, and inshallah, everything will end up working out. Okay, so moving straight into our topics, um, which are manifestation and and the abundance mindset in Islam, let's first touch on what manifestation is. So essentially, manifestation is a form of getting what you want merely because you think about it. And how that works is that you attract things that are on the same wavelength as the thoughts that you are thinking about. So what are the problems with manifestation? Um, Firstly, the whole concept of wavelengths kind of seems, it defies modern science when just hearing about it, right? It sounds very strange, very bogus, something not necessarily proved right and secondly and more importantly it places the human being at the center of creation making the human being 
the one that creates good and evil, and it places men and women as the ones responsible for what they do or do not receive, which is obviously shirk. We do not control what comes in and out of our lives or the barakah and the rizq that we receive, right? Only Allah can dictate that. Only Allah can give us those things. And so to place men and women as beings that can do that is absolutely false. So if manifestation is absolutely haram, then what is the Islamic alternative? So the first thing is that we have to put our trust in Allah's divine wisdom, right? That whatever comes into our lives is good for us and whatever stays out of our lives is something that could harm us. And so we just need to make sure that we understand that Allah knows best for us and that even though I really want this thing or I really want this to happen, Allah ultimately knows better for us. And whatever he ordains is for our benefit. And just because a dua isn't answered in the way that we want, it doesn't mean that our dua hasn't been heard. And so the Islamic alternative is actually dua. It's the superpower or the weapon of the believer, right? It's easy to make dua wherever you are, whether you're in your car or you're sitting down or you're doing the dishes or maybe you're knitting or you're writing or, I don't know, maybe even doing homework. It's easy to make dua from wherever you are. It doesn't take much effort, right? And so it coming along with the fact that we have to trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plan, there are three different types of dua, right? Um, and sometimes there are instances where our duas aren't accepted, and that does fall into one of the categories. So the first category of dua is when you make your dua and it is accepted the way that you want it to be accepted. You got the thing, the thing that you wanted to happen to you happened to you. The second is where you make a dua and it protects you from a calamity befalling you. So your dua doesn't necessarily come true the way you want it to, but it's protecting you from something else. And lastly, the dua is compiled as a means of good for you and it's waiting for you in Jannah. So the last two obviously do not mean that your dua isn't being heard. It just means that it isn't being put forward to you in the way or accepted in the way that you want it to be. And there's divine wisdom in that. And that's really what we have to trust in at the end of the day. And so while we're making dua, there is a way for us, there is a preferred way for us to make dua, right? And so... Firstly, what we should be doing is that we should praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with his noble names. Secondly, we should send salawat on our beloved Prophet Muhammad wasallam. And lastly, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. And after you have finished making your dua, thank Allah. And so moving next into what the abundance mindset is, essentially what the abundance mindset says is that you're believing that there's enough money, wealth, health, whatever, to go around. And so how can we make the abundance mindset Islamic? Because there are Islamic principles in it. Believing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has infinite bounty is a part of our religion. We can't place a limit on his bounty and on his rahmah and all of his beautiful names and all of his beautiful attributes because he doesn't have them. And so this fits in very well with everyday life, you know? Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give from whatever he wishes. His limits, he doesn't have them. They're, he's limitless in his bounty, right? And so we need to trust that 
whatever is meant for us will come to us. And just because we didn't get something doesn't mean that Allah couldn't give it to us. Allah could have given it to us, but He knew that there is something better for you in not having that thing, whatever it is. And so we have to trust that Allah has the timing that is right for us in particular, for us as individual human beings, and that whatever is meant for us will not miss us, no matter who tries to get in the way. So let's imagine that a person has a million dollars, okay, that Allah has written for them, and no one can take that million away from him or stop him from getting that million dollars, okay? And so we have to just trust in the divine timing and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the ability to give whatever he wishes to whomever he wishes and that his timing is the best timing and what he gives is the best in what he gives, right? So that is really the basis of this episode that we have to really just trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to try to reconcile ourselves to what he has written for us to be content with what we have. And obviously gratitude can help with that. And there is this format that I use in particular that I find, alhamdulillah, has been helping me be more positive about sometimes the negative things that happen in my life. And this type of journaling has actually really helped me change my mindset and look at things much more positively. So essentially what it's called is GLAD journaling. And GLAD is actually an acronym for the kind of journaling that you can do. So what G stands for is gratitude. So you can write down maybe three, four things that you're grateful for. And then the L stands for something that you've learned that day. You know, it could have been small. It could have been, okay, I learned how to solve this math problem. Or it could have been that, you know, something very very insightful. You can make any decision, but you can choose to make the right one or the wrong one, whatever the case may be, right? And then A stands for achieve. So what did you achieve that day? Did you finish your English paper that you had to write? Did you go work out for 10 minutes? Did you go on a walk? Whatever you feel proud of having accomplished, write that down. And it can always be more than one. You know, it's always good to write down the things that you're, alhamdulillah, happy about having achieved. And so then the last letter, D, stands for delight. So what did you delight in that day? Was it sitting around with your cat, playing with your cat, petting your cat, or maybe it was baking with your family, maybe you were watching something with your family, just writing the things down that genuinely made you very, very happy over the course of the day. So I'm going to leave you with that. Um, If you do try glad journaling, I would love to hear from you. You can always message me at my Instagram, which is at Fatima the Reader which may seem unconnected, but um, that is my Instagram account. So please don't feel hesitant at all to reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. And I hope that this episode has been insightful and has helped you out. And if it has, I would love for you to leave a positive rating. It would mean the world to me. Um, I am so thankful that you have tuned in to listen to my podcast today. I hope Allah puts barakah in your day, puts barakah and the circumstances that you're in. May Allah bless you, protect your family, protect you, and keep us all in his protection. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.